Welcome to Lucas Live. Hey, hello everybody. Welcome to another edition of Lupa's Live. I'm Bobby Moore with my buddy Jeff Keaton. How you doing today, Jeff? I'm doing fan-freaking-tastic. How about yourself? Oh, I'm, uh, well, I'm doing good. I'm laid up at the house with my leg all elevated and ice packs on it and, uh, uh, just, uh, doing my normal, you know, I have, you know, 15, 20 surgeries a year, so I'm just kind of, kind of, Kind of just, uh. Being your normal, being your normal freaking lazy self, just oh laying my, around uh, doing absolutely nothing. Oh, believe me, brother. I'd rather be out pushing repo and whatever. I'm, I'm doing it, but I'm limping along. I'm limp along repo guy. <laughs> so, so to inform, to inform our, uh, you know, one or two listeners. Right. What happened to you with your leg? Well, I was actually over in Afghanistan. Um, yeah, all right. Yeah, fighting for our country. And uh, no, actually, I was over. Um, I went to go spend the weekend down in Georgia, down uh, with Dave Lycom at the uh, Paranoia Haunted House. And uh, we went down there on Friday, and we, um, you know, we. You know, we went through the haunted house, and then the plans were just to stay there and kind of just have fun, scare people, and, you know, so we got there late Friday. We got to do a little bit of it on Friday night, but Saturday, you know, they have a whole thing, man. They've got like 50 or 60 people that are working in there to scare people and monsters and stuff, and you got to be there. The haunted house don't open until 8. But you got to be there at like four o'clock in the afternoon because they have makeup artists that dress everybody up. So they get in line. There's two artists, and you walk in. They, you know, they put whatever cuts on you, gouges, zombie up, whatever. But anyways, I um I brought my ghillie suit up there, so I was just a big flipping bush, you know. <laughs> I was uh and and I he had me in this vine room, man, where it's like barrels were around and. And man, I was, I was getting people good. And then I would, once they would pass me, I would step through another door and it was the exit where, you know, people, once they went through my little section, they went up to the top of the little hill, I guess, in the building there. And they went around the corner and a dude fires up a chainsaw and comes running. And they all come running down the, uh, the hallway there where I'm like, there's still some bush things hanging there. So I'm hiding in there and, when they come down, I kind of like jump out. It was like, raw, you know, and they all flip out and they like slam on the brakes and the chainsaw guys behind them, but I'm in front of them. And well, it was probably, I don't know, probably two o'clock in the morning and on Saturday. And these group of guys went up there and they were, you know, maybe mid twenties or something like that. And, and there was five of them and that chainsaw fired up and they came off running and I jumped out in front of them and they kept running. <laughs> They did not stop, man. They just, I just, I remember getting hit and I rolled over like twice backwards and like all, everybody, there was like, they were all on top of me, you know, and, um, it was like one fall, they all fall. And the guy was like, oh shit, dude, I'm sorry, man. Here, you okay? You okay? So he grabs my hand and he helps pull me up. And when he pulls me up, man, my knee was just, just pounding, dude. It was hurting so bad. 
So um, I just I just kind of thought I just you know just banged my knee up a little bit like you know it'd be all right. And uh, that night, man, it started swelling and getting bigger and bigger. And then I came home, and the following night, man, I went to the doctor, and he said, "Well, let's let's hope that you have a broken bone in there because if you don't have a broken bone, man, you've you've torn something because it was like two times the size as my other knee." And uh, wow. they and they took X-rays and X-rays came back negative, no broken bones. So I had to go see an orthopedic surgeon. And then uh, he looked at it, and uh, he said, well, you definitely got torn ligaments. We just don't know which ones. So he said, we're going to pull some, some fluid off your knee. Uh, he says, if it comes out clear fluid, um, then you've got, he says, probably just a torn, uh, like a meniscus lateral or whatever. He said, but if it's bloody, you've torn your ACL along with your meniscus and everything else. So they pulled out 53 cc's, like dude, almost like a coke bottle full, <laughs> and it was it was solid blood. So I had my MRI done on Friday. I go this Thursday. They're gonna tell me, you know, exactly what I tore and how they wanna handle it. But um, so they're probably I'm just about positive gonna have, to have surgery, but they're gonna wanna do it right away. But we can't do it right away. Uh, because well, yeah, it's kind of like a major event coming up. I'm telling you what, November 4th through the 6th, Masters of Dirt, Beach RC. So <laughs> can't be missing that. Can't be missing that, buddy. So uh, we've got to do some podcast stuff there. And if I was to get surgery done, it'd be next week. And that's, you know, it's here it is, two, and not next week, the following week is Masters of Dirt. So. I wouldn't be able to go, so we're going to have to postpone that surgery. <laughs> so uh, I'll let them know straight up. Yeah, we can do it, but it's going to have to be after November 6th. So uh, then, like I said before, November 8th is my birthday, and I don't really want to do it on my birthday, so maybe we'll do it on the 9th if or that week <laughs> of whatever, you know. So, um, yeah, so that's – dude, I'm just – dude, I'm prone, man, for accident. I don't understand this because – I've never been like this in the last year, man. I have just gotten last probably year and a half. I've just been getting messed up, man. Uh, you know, I was gonna say, it's, yeah, it's not. It's not like this is a lifelong thing. I mean, this is a reset every time you turn around. Freaking breaking something. I know. I'm just getting hurt, man. Falling. Jeez, I just old age, man. I'm telling you. Well, I, I'm I'm refusing to get older, bro. I I don't care. I'm, I mean, I'm 47 now, and I just I still, you know, I. Well, I don't feel like I'm 20. I I act like I'm 20. So, uh, but God, man, I just, I have shoulder surgery, a hand surgery. I had back surgery a couple of years ago. Now, you know, surgery on my knee. This is, now this is the second time I've, I did it. I tore my lateral on that knee when I was like 23. I tore it playing softball. So, um, it'll be the second surgery on this knee. So I'll have two, Right knee surgeries, two left shoulder surgeries, and a back surgery, and a hand surgery. So, wow. I'm done, dude. I'm done after this. I'm all, I'm gonna put in my no surgery, you know, request. But um, yeah, enough with that. You're falling apart. Yeah. So what we're gonna do this podcast, man? We're gonna touch on a little bit of RC, but we've got some uh, we got some pretty good repo stories we want to go ahead and get off our chest. I know uh, Jeff's got a good one. I heard that the 
Department of Transportation in Florida has an all points bulletin warrant for you. <laughs> yeah, we'll, I'm we'll, not. Uh, we'll go. Into, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go into that in a bit. <laughs> I'm not the I'm not the most well liked person in Perry, Florida. That's for damn sure. <laughs> oh my God, we'll get those in a minute. Uh, but hey, they they just uh, announced the uh, Roar uh, announced their Nats uh, on online the other day. I was taking a look at that. Did you see it? Yeah. Yeah. We're making uh making a trip to Indiana. Last time I last time I raced in Indiana was in Chicago for that uh RC Pro Series final. Right. That was a that while was ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah. That was the last time I raced in Indiana. 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 Yeah, I guess um uh you know, I haven't last Roar Nats that I went to, man, was in Harlingen, Texas. Were you there? Did you go to that? I was there for that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the last time I've been to a NAT, so uh I believe I believe I'll go uh into Indiana this next year. Uh it was in June, right? Yeah, it's in June. It's over my birthday. Yeah. Oh Lord. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, we'll have to uh hey, we'll have to take you out and um and do some shots. What do you think? No, I'm good. Are you, are, I've uh, my my, so <laughs> my, shot, my shot day. <laughs> Well, I won't say they're over because you know I I still like to drink shots. But, right, but uh, ju- but just you know, the I've just the thought of it right it. now is probably not too enduring to you, right? Yeah, you know it's 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 one of those things. You know we we raced a couple two weekends ago now at the Scotty race and right we uh, we had a good time Friday night and uh-huh. kind of missed the race on Saturday and. <laughs> Tried to make up for it on Sunday. Dude, I saw a picture that somebody posted on Facebook of you passed out on a luggage cart. Yeah. Yeah. At they, the hotel. Uh, was... <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was not one of my finer moments. Uh, is this is is this night something you like to talk about or you just want to forget it? Oh no, I, I'm I uh, I plead the fifth. I'm not, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not <laughs> I'm not giving details on that one. All I can tell you is fireball shots are not my friend. Okay. And the bad about it. Okay, so here's the thing. So my my genius idea was, you know, the Masters of Dirt's coming up. Brent's kind of put this little challenge thing out there saying that he's going to have some little fireball shot get together thing at the host hotel right on friday night mm-hmm. so i'm like well shit it's been a while since i've had fireball you know it's been it's been a long time so let me uh let me start you know tuning up for that so i don't look like an idiot tuning up all right yeah so i got my i got my tune on and my goal is to do 15 shots and uh, I didn't make it, but um, by the time I hit the floor and passed out, I was, <laughs> there were some conflicting stories. Some say I was 10 shots in, some say I was 13 in. Right. You know, not really, you know, my bar tab didn't really tell me because apparently I was buying shots for everybody in the freaking bar. Oh, my Lord. And, yeah, so it was, uh, it was that, quite a nice That had to be a $250, $300 night. 
it was not cheap, that's for sure. <laughs> well, uh-huh. just let everyone know. I already uh-huh. know that. I already know this story because Jeff told me. But we probably won't. Let's probably have some some details that we probably don't need not to go into. But um, if any of y'all apparently see- there was a video floating around that uh-huh. you know got deleted <laughs> that you know should never been Face- Facebook Live, baby. <laughs> wrecking the lives of, of gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. Well, you know. But if it, it if anyone sees me at the track, if they want to come up, I I can probably I can I can help you out with some details. <laughs> I don't. Details. Yeah, I just don't know that those kind of details need to be you know put out on a podcast because. Uh, yeah. Uh, not not about me. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll give. Tells about anybody else, right? Know, yeah, right? just 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 not about what happened to you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Good lord, but, man! But you know, hey, I still made I made a qualifier on Saturday because the turnout was a little bit lower than it should have been, which uh-huh. that was the whole little thing. But the turnout was lower, so they ended up running like five rounds, and I was able to by the time I went around and found my ID and got a new credit card and found my glasses <laughs> and found my car keys and made my way back to the track. I was able to make the last round qualifying on Saturday. Right. You got one round in? Yeah, we did. And then we did one round on Sunday and then we did the mains. And right. I still finished, you know, I still finished third in mod trucks. That was fun. Hey, podium, baby. No. Nothing wrong with that. Of course, there was only three trucks, but... Hey, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> hey, no one else needs to know that. <laughs> hey, all you got to say is I made the podium. That's right. That's a plain simple. But, no, it was, it was still a fun race. It was... Uh, Scotty came in and did a race, and it was the first time I've been at one of his events. In yep. Time. Yep. He's a good guy. I like him a lot. Yeah, Scott's a good guy. Yeah, like I said, I've talked to him a few times, and we're gonna do some business together. But I'll tell you, man, that oh yeah, uh, what you got going on? Oh, just some work and stuff, and just races coming up, and uh, yeah. But um, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, are you sure? I uh, shut, you got sh- work and shut, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so are you going to be imbibing in any fireball shots uh, at the uh, Masters of Dirt? I, I will, yes, because okay. you know I'm not one. I'm not one that I'm going to back down on any type of a challenge. Right. But I know my limit now. Yeah. So because it's still fuzzy on where I finish. Yeah. You know, we're going to go with the lowest number given, which was ten. Right. So as long as I don't reach ten shots, mm-hmm. I'm good. Plus all my Long Islands. I mean, I was drinking a ton of Long Islands. Oh man, dude, those are brutal too. Yeah. So I mean, if I can either cut out some Long Islands and do more shots, or you know, stay with my Long Islands and just do less shots. Yeah. Either way, it's well. I'm not. I'm not a drinker. I don't. You know, I don't drink. Oh Uh, no, you you're like. Yeah. So, but see, that's where the luggage part comes in. So we found out. I will. I will give this detail. So. Apparently, after I had passed out, then a couple a couple guys had walked into the bar and they kind of saw what was going on. Uh-huh. And of course, everybody that was there with me—I mean, everybody was drunk as shit. 
<laughs> so apparently these guys that walked in kind of saw what was going on and we were at the motel. It was a bar inside the motel. Right. Their first thought was, let's go get a luggage cart and we'll load this fucker up on a luggage cart. <laughs> so they went to the front desk, got a luggage cart, brought a luggage cart in. And then you had everybody in the bar trying to lift my big ass on this luggage cart. I, I was going to say, you just not like, pop your ass up there. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, so that's that's where the luggage cart came in. So, long story short, it's a genius freaking idea. So yeah. now when we go to Masters of Dirt and we go to wherever we're going to have this little, you know, get together, right. we're just automatically going to bring a couple luggage carts up. Right. That way we're prepared. So whoever passes out, we'll just load you up on a luggage cart and push it back to your room. So that's right. Open the door and just, just open the door, roll them in the door, and down you get back you go. That's right. And that, it's awesome. That'll work. So, that'll you know, be. It was a it was a kind of a funky situation that you know I don't find myself in very often, but right. A really smart idea came out of it. So I'm kind of liking it. There you go. Okay, gotta come up. Gotta come up with a name though for the for the drunk. Let's call it the drunk cart. <laughs> the drunk cart. The drunk cart. Yeah, go get the drunk cart. Go get the drunk cart. <laughs> Bobby sure Moore's passed out. Go get the drunk cart. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I would have ever thought of that personally. What? Oh, there's a dude passed out on the floor. So let me go get a luggage. Go cart. get a luggage cart. Damn, I could have seen them wheeling your big ass through the lobby. <laughs> They'd be like, what's wrong? Oh, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the site had to been – so then it was funny because the next day we went back to the bar Yeah. just because I wanted to, you know, make sure that the bartender was, you know, taking care of Apparently I made an ass out of myself, so. Yeah. I, at least I can do is make sure because I don't apparently, check apparently. anything. Yeah, so, you know, I had to go back and make sure the bartender was taken care of and, mm. you know, apologize and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. They so say? I walk in there, and the first thing she she sees me, and she, like, puts her head down on the desk. She's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, I'm not drinking, I'm not drinking, you know. So we were yeah. talking. And um, Aaron who was there. He's like, has this ever happened to you before? She's like, no, I've been bartending for 25 years, and I've never had that happen. <laughs> Holy crap. I know, right? Dude, you're setting the standard. Dude, I'm telling you, it was, uh, <laughs> it was not good. That is something else. Oh man! But anyways, back to uh, racing. Yeah, we'll definitely. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll go to. I'm gonna go to Indiana. I, I, like I said, I haven't been in several years to the Nats, and uh, it's a fun race to go to. I always get my ass kicked, but that's all right. You know, it's all good. Mm-hmm. It's funny, you go to a Natch, you know, and there's, you know, all these people, and it's like, you know, you travel all the way somewhere, and then you always end up racing the same people that you race at your local event. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I can never get away from Louis Perez, no matter what happens. Louis, Louis will punt my ass off the track, I mean, every chance he gets. And, uh... I'll race, I'll race with Louie, and sure enough, I'm like, here we go. Louie's starting two behind me, right in front of me. We're always just getting right. getting in each other's way, man. But, uh, uh, hey, did you vote yet? No, I didn't. I was going to do the early thing, but. Yeah, 
I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna just wait and do it with everybody else. And yeah. Four hour long. You can vote for Trump. Yeah, I probably will. Yeah. I went, <clears throat> I voted the other day. They had early voting up here in North Carolina, and <clears throat> I was sitting in line waiting to go in, and people were coming out of the uh, the little, the building there, and they're, they're, you know, one guy was yelling, Trump, 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 you know, make America great, and people were coming out, and I kid you not, I stood in line for probably 15, 20 minutes to get in, and about five different people came out yelling Trump. Not one person came out and yelled Clinton or Hillary or Killary or whatever. But oh. the guy, there was a guy and a girl right behind me. And I was with my little girl. I just picked her up from uh, school and wanted to go over and get that out of the way. And um, there's a guy coming out and he says, Trump, baby, make America great again. And the guy behind me tells the guy, Man, just shut up. That's what he said. Man, just shut up. So I turn around to the guy. I turn around, and I probably shouldn't have said anything, but I didn't say anything smart to the guy. I just said, uh, I said, hey, man, he's just, you know, he's happy for who he voted for. And then his wife says, yeah, but you're not allowed to be doing that, you know, coming out of where you voted for for some reason. I don't know what, you know. So... He just says, yeah, and, you know, and he blah, blah. And as he started to talk, I turned my back to him, and I held my hand up next to me, and I shushed him. I just went, shh, <laughs> and held my hand up. Bro, I thought this guy was going to absolutely blow a fuse. So then he says to me, so then he says to me, he says, uh, he says, yeah, you're a great example for your kid. And now I'm getting pissed, right? I'm like, um, what, because I shushed you? Now I'm a great example because I shushed you? What, do you want me to turn around and argue with you? That would be a great example for my kid, you know. I'm avoiding, you know, a possible fight here, confrontation, by, and I just don't want to hear it. Shush. I'm going in there. I'm doing my voting. I All I said was, hey, just proud of who he voted for. And you want to just start a damn war. So... He says to me, you know, you're a great example for your kid. And I turned around and I said, look, brother, you have don't say anything about my kid. I'm done with this conversation. And then he sees the cross on my, you know, on my cross on my, that I wear. And he says, yeah, and I guess you're probably a fake Christian too. Dude, that was it. That did it. I turn around. I turn around. God is my witness. And I say to this guy, I said, brother, you're about two seconds away from making this happen. And I stared at him. That's exactly what I said. You're two seconds away from making this happen. And then his girlfriend, I guess, realized that he's about to get his ass beat in the line waiting to, you know, vote. And she was like, honey, just don't say anything else. Just don't say anything else. Don't say anything else. But, you know, it's just the people are just I mean, hey, I mean, I'm I've never been more political in my life before this election. I've I'm as a matter, matter of fact, I've never voted a day in my life until this year. First time I've ever voted. Really? Yeah. For, I guess it's the first time I ever thought that I needed to, you know, and um, of course, I voted for Trump. And I, I don't think I've ever singly hated somebody 
more than I hate Hillary Clinton and not even know who, not know or not ever said a word to her. Because you know, right. just to all the, the the lies this woman comes out of her mouth and just the the bullshit and all the it just it just drives me crazy, man. So, um, right. you know, I and all the they she had a her people they had it on they had a video I saw on Facebook just like I think it was last week where she her people were informing people to go to Trump rallies and to start rioting and start you know, uh, confrontations and you hear the lady, she's like, she says, and, and, and a guy was recording it and this is how it ended up. And he, she's like, just when you get out there, start making noise and start yelling, just start making people mad. And she was telling people how to start a riot basically, you know, and I'm just, just more sh- shenanigans and more, I just, oh. I, man, it's just incredible, man. And you, you read every, my news feed is Every other, or every yeah, just just about every other post is about something to do with Hillary caught this scandal, this she's this she's that. I mean, you know, I read some of it. Some of it you can tell is just straight up bullshit, and you know, but uh, dude, I mean, and all her, you know, I think the best man was a debate where um, he she said something about you can never have Donald. Something about in charge of police and blah blah blah, and he says, "Yeah, because you'd be in jail." <laughs> that was mm-hmm. that was great, man. That was great. And then like the four women that came forward and say that Trump assaulted them 15 years ago. Bullshit, man. Bullshit. It takes you 15 years to come forward and say something, you know. And it's like, yeah, no. and, I mean. And, and he has so much money, they could have, they could have, you know, started a scandal 15 years ago and tried to sue him for millions of dollars. Now, out of nowhere, you know, a week before the election, they're going to come forward. That's crock of bullshit. You know? Yeah, I know. It's just, man, election's crazy, man. Crazy. What are you? What? What are your thoughts on it? Man, I, I don't, I don't really get into it. I just, I don't. You know, I don't trust either one of them. So it's like, are you voting for someone or are you voting against someone? Right. And in my case, it's more I'm voting against Hillary than I would, you know. For Trump. Right. Yeah. But neither one of them. I mean, it's it's the same thing like you hear it all the time. Out of all the people in this great country we have, these are the two best people that we can get to. Oh, no, dude. God. I mean, oh, <laughs> seriously, Lord. to me, that's just, it's just insane to think that, you know, out of all the freaking millions of people that we have in this country, that these are the two that's going to potentially lead us. These are two that are so, going to take the helm, <laughs> run our country. Right. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, I mean, you know, it's not like they're, they're going to, either one of them would be able to, screw the country up mm-hmm. extremely bad. I mean, they can, they could do some damage, but either way it can be turned around or reversed or fixed, you know, by somebody else somewhere, some other time. You know, my, bit, know. my real big thing is, you know, George Washington's whole thing was never told a lie in his life. You know, that was his motto or whatever. And Hillary, Dude, she can't tell the truth. 
ever. I mean, she's been caught, I mean, seriously, dude, in like 25 lies that are big and then important. You know, and I, the one that sticks out the most, man, is when she said, uh, when she flew to Bosnia, I think, I forget where it was, but she was like, yeah, we landed under, and she was real clear about this, man. We landed under sniper fire, and I remember running from the airplane to the cars with our heads ducked down so we wouldn't get shot, and, and they got whisked away, and, you know, that's pretty, you know, you're, here you are saying, you know, I did this for this country. I risked my own life, you know, for this country, and, and then they show the video, man, and she's coming off the plane, shaking hands, taking pictures, you know, not a single sniper anywhere. And then when she's called on it, she said, uh, well, my memory just kind of wasn't, I guess, the best at the time or whatever. Well, there was a, yeah. uh, there was a guy on, uh, on, on the internet, whatever. He is a Navy SEAL and, um, he has his own little thing that he does, talk show, whatever. And, dude, he was absolutely kicking the shit out of Hillary Clinton over that, you know, stating, like, how dare you use that, you know, military that, that you know, to get to gain votes. And, and he said, you know, and then, then she comes back with, oh, my memory's not the best. He said, let me tell you something. When you're getting fired at by snipers and there's bullets flying over your head, that is a memory you will never, ever, ever ever forget and you know that right. and because i he goes because i've been there fighting for my life and you know and he was just man he killed her i i i actually shared it on my on my wall which i do anything that i think that's you know kind of valuable or you know good information about hillary clinton man but uh you know and then opening all the borders hey dude I, letting 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 isis come in dude i'm I'll tell you dude she, that woman is the Antichrist, man. I just, you know, uh, and, I'm nah, not, uh, and not that Trump's a hundred percent better. I, I, I believe they're both idiots, but you know, there's got to be a point where you just got to pick the lesser of the two evils. That's kind of, kind of where I'm at with the whole thing, uh, at least myself. But uh, if Hillary wins this presidency, dude, there's no doubt in my mind that this, that the, the whole system is rigged. No doubt in my mind, because I mean everyone you know, bro, is voting for hit for Donald Trump. I started a thing that I copied off of somebody else, where it just said, "Listen, don't go into rants and raves about who you want for a president. Just you know, just simply put, basically, just simply put on there, Clinton or Trump. That's it." That don't don't go. I'm gonna be, I, we don't care why you're voting. We just want to know who you're voting. If you care to share, I had like sixty, like sixty five people, and f- seven of them were for Hillary Clinton. So then I had other people that shared, you know, the same thing, and somebody did. I don't know how they how they know, but someone said that that post originated they they could follow the post and it was like like 4300 people were for donald trump and like 150 were for hillary clinton now i know that's just a small that's just a small piece you know what i'm saying and you know but you know like when i went the other day and all the trump supporters coming out you know not one person came out and said hillary i mean i know there's people that vote for her and I'm, i've got a few people on my facebook page that are 
you know, they don't like Donald Trump. And a lot of women are doing it strictly because she's a girl. Strictly. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. People's people's reasonings are, you know, different. But yeah, the, the best. You know, who knows? It'll be it'll be interesting. One right. the yeah, you know, the best is when you get a reporter that takes like Donald Trump's um, his pros and you know what he stands for, and then they they flip it on Hillary Clinton, and they'll say like you know, uh, like let's just say Donald Trump was for abortion. Let's just say he was. He he was. I'm not. He's not. But let's just say he was. And then they'll go up and they'll say, so what do you think of Hillary Clinton's, you know, you know, for abortion? And they use all of Donald Trump's, you know, what he believes. And every one of them are like, yeah, that's what I believe. That's why I'm voting for Hillary Clinton, you know, because she's because she's for abortion and blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of the conversation, he's like, I just want to let you know everything that I told you was all Donald Trump's beliefs. And they have nothing to say. Not a damn word. So, you know, they're they're yeah. you know, a lot and a lot. And like I said, it's a lot of women. And they they think, oh, well, I want to get a woman, just like African Americans voted for, you know, Barack Obama. They didn't care what he was for. They had they not a care in the world. They just wanted a black president. That's what it was. Yeah. You know, and where did that get us? Guys, a trillion dollar in debt. <laughs> oh my uh, you know, god! Yeah, you know, politics is. I mean, it's a never-ending debate. Yeah. Who's right? Who's I know, man. I know. I just, I'm ready for it to be over. Ready for it to be I, over. I, November 8th, that's it. Two good things happen that day. Donald Trump will be president, and I'll turn 48 years old. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't die of a surgery before well, then. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you won't, uh, you'll, you'll have your birthday. Yeah, hopefully uh, I won't expire before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Doing fireballs with Brent at the Masters of Dirt, I might not make it. <laughs> man, I'm telling you what, I'm looking forward to it. That's good. That's, that's, that's more, that's more of why I'm not, I don't want to drink just because I won't, because I think you'd be freaking hilarious. Oh, God, dude. Oh, looking forward to that. But but the problem is 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 with you, we just need to go ahead and put you on the luggage cart because you know you're already you're already screwed up and you can barely walk as it is. Right. So it's probably best just to go ahead and load you up on the luggage cart and already. Let you start drinking. There. Dude, just a hey, we'll set a chair up there and then we'll like duct tape me to the chair and duct tape the chair to the luggage rack. That, <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. that way that way we're good to start. Yeah, wait, man, that many shots of fireball, I, I won't be feeling no pain, bro. No. <laughs> Probably about my third shot, I'll be done. <laughs> That's right. It'll, you'll be you'll be golden. Hey, maybe we should do a podcast while we're drunk. Oh my god, that would be dangerous. Can you ma- But I can tell you right now, we're just not responsible for the content that comes out of that podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that would be dangerous. Because <laughs> that might, yeah, that will be. Dev- but we'll, we'll, app, we definitely will be. We will be doing podcasts throughout, you know, the weekend there. Uh, you right. know, we'll definitely do them while we're at the track, and uh, we can we can do some from uh, Brett's little get together. We need to or do. Uh, we need to do some Facebook Live stuff too. No? Oh yeah, absolutely, man. 
Dude, Facebook Live has turned out. I mean, I, I, I as you can tell, I'm, I've used it several times on, on some of my repos and stuff, which we're going to get into in a minute. Uh, but real quick, I wanted just to tell you, touch base. Um, one of our buddies, uh, Jeff and I's buddies, you know, we always had given him a hard time about bouncing around from car to car to car. To, now, you know what? If you're buying your cars, that's, that's one thing, but you know, when you're, you know, when you get sponsored by a manufacturer, you know, you gotta, you know, as we've said in, in the past that, you know, uh, and we've all done it when we were younger, kind of bouncing around, not fulfilling contracts and everything. But, you know, I think the gentleman I'm talking about, Jeff, did he have a contract with that company that he switched to? I don't, I don't know for a fact. I mean, I would assume, but I don't, I don't know for a fact. Yeah. Okay. We're talking about our good buddy Tim Tim Barth, Tim the animal. No, Tim, my car is amazing. Barth, <laughs> I think that's what it is. Love the guy to death, but uh, I saw on Facebook the other day he said something about finish on the podium, and I looked at his car and I'm like, that's not a JQ car. You know, he he was running a Losi, and then. So I said, didn't you, don't you run for JQ? And I don't know what happened to it. My comment got actually erased. I don't know if. Did uh, it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. It disappeared. <laughs> I don't know what happened, man. I guess, I guess Facebook thought that I shouldn't have posted that. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, I haven't received word yet, but, um, I don't know. Maybe he forgot his car at home and, you know, just needed a car to run for the week, for the weekend. I don't know, man. But he just no, he's, he's 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 testing out some different cars. I know that he uh, is he. I think he, yeah, he said he was gonna. He's got that low seat that he was running. I think he said he uh-huh. was gonna try and associate it again. He was, you know, really try and figure out the next amazing cars. Yeah, be. his post kill me, man. My car felt amazing. <laughs> amazing uh, dude amazing is when like you know like I don't think that term should be used because I don't think people truly know what amazing is you know amazing is when yeah. like the, the, the your world wins a war that's amazing you know uh you know, you hit the lottery. That was amazing. You know, but when you, when you but when your car goes around a corner like you tell it to, I don't really think that should be considered amazing. Amazing is like feats that of like people just of like, you know, ungodly things happen. That was amazing. But you know, it's like, dude, did you see my car go over that jump? Fucking amazing. <laughs> Well, now, okay, so do you think, do you think David Ronafalk, who just won the world, do you think his car was amazing? Well, <laughs> now, you know, if, if he pulled off, like, okay, let's just say on the last lap he was racing for the lead and he pulls off this pass, dude, where the car was in the air, looked like it was going to flip, but he amazingly, you know, throttled out of it and that could have been considered partially amazing but but you know it's like 
when your car does what it's supposed to do, it's just that's what it's supposed to do. I just, you know, right. I, I just get lost. I get caught up in the amazing thing, you know. I'm amazing, dude. My car, it went down the straightaway so straight. Amazing. It was amazing. Amazing. I mean, I just, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm just blown away that my car did what it was supposed to do. Uh, you, you know, I went bowling. I went bowling, right? And I threw the ball and it went down the lane. And it actually hit the pins. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Freaking amazing. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. I just, I just, I can't, I can't believe it. I, I just, I'm, I'm beyond words. It's amazing, dude. Amazing. Totally amazing. It, it amazes uh, me. <laughs> uh, well, oh my. Well, hey, what, whatever happened, Speaking of amazing, whatever happened to that Facebook Live that you did with the repo and um, you were at that little hillbilly's place and her Oh, did you watch that? Place was all trash. Hey, yeah. You, whatever, it was amazing. Whatever happened It was amazing. Whatever, whatever it was, it was amazing. That. Amazing. Amazing. Her place was amazing. It was amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Amazingly but, shitty. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. The only reason I did that and kind of set people back, I, I go to repo uh, – uh, what the hell was that? A damn, like a Cherokee or something like that. Anyways, so I see it parked up in the uh, up against the garage, and there was a car behind it. So I pull in there, and this house was amazingly disgusting. I mean, there was shit piled, beer cans, just uh, uh, trash, just everywhere man so i started i'm like you know i got i got a facebook live this shit man <laughs> so i started the facebook live and and i'm walking around and i think at one point i said man i need to get out of here before i catch a an infection or something just by standing here so they uh they came out and started to argue with me you know they weren't going to give me the car and that um, they were told by the bank that they, you know, they could bring in their $150. Uh, I mean, her payments on this thing were $75 a month and, you know, she was two months behind. So they sent me out there to go pick it up. She doesn't want to, you know, turn it up. So she's like, I told them I would be in Friday to pay the $150. I said, well, listen, you don't dictate when you make your payments. Your payments are due on this day of the month, so you just can't, I'm just going to pay whenever I want. Well, that's when I come out when you decide that. So I tell her, well, look, your pay, you don't owe 150 you owe 250 She was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, now it's $100 more for me coming out here. Oh, dude, I thought she was going to have a coronary, dude, when she when I said that. She just started, you know, and you remember, you heard the video. Dude, she was cussing me out. And, oh, uh, yeah, she was not happy. Oh, my God. And then, uh, and then, you know, I said, I turned around and I said, you need to clean this fucking place up. <laughs> clean this fucking place up. So she says, she says, well, I don't have a truck. Why don't you get your truck over here and you clean up my yard? Typical hillbilly man. <laughs> Typical hillbilly. Right out oh of the right out of the mountains, dude. That was just, oh, man. 
Yeah, because where I live, man, I live in Granite Falls, and uh, it's just around me. You know, we, we, I live in a pretty decent, you know, section of Granite Falls, but, you know, you get up in, like, Lenore, downtown Lenore, and, you know, you get up, like, towards the base of the mountains, and, dude, there's some real hillbillies back there, bro. I mean, real hillbillies, right. real ones. Not that shit you see on TV. I'm talking real ones. And, uh, <laughs> these are legit. <laughs> these are legit hillbillies, man. You got and like, I mean, driveways or there's you know 4,300 dogs at every house. You know, there's no population control on dogs. No one neuters their dogs and nothing. They all leave them outside. And you know, there's now is there is there chickens? Absolutely. My next door neighbor oh. has chickens. My, right, my next one has a pin on the back. Yep. Dude, they have goats, potbelly pigs, uh, just in their yard, just walking around. I mean, it's, dude, and then, like like I said, dogs, just incredible. I mean, the amount of dogs is just ridiculous. You know, every time I go over to repo or something in the middle of the night, I just always know there's going to be dogs. Always. And so, you know, you, yeah. you know, you try, you make one noise that's a little louder than anything, man. All of a sudden, you, you, they'll explode on you, man, dogs. So, um, I haven't had to use my mace yet, but I will mace the shit out of a dog. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> he comes up and run up to me like he's going to bite me. He's going to get mazed. I'll tell you right now. I carry that mace like, like, like I, I carry my, my 40 cal on one hip and my can of mace on the other. <laughs> Oh, but check this out. Last week, I had a good repo, man. Um, I went down to uh, Charlotte. Uh, actually, it was Matthews just on the south side of Charlotte. And I had to go repo um, six uh, 53-foot drive-in trailers. And um, one of them had GPS on it. So um, I was just in hopes that when I got there, I'd have the other five would be there, I was hoping. So I get to this yard and I see the trailers back there. I see probably about eight or nine trailers. So I'm like, dude, I'm just hoping that I know one of them is mine because the GPS is on it. So I was just hoping that the other one's going to be, you know, the other five I was looking for. So <clears throat> I walk up to the gate and the gate is pulled shut. There's a lock there, but the lock wasn't the lock was closed, but it wasn't chained. And they just had a bungee cord you know, from one gate to the other, just holding it shut. So I pick up the bungee cord and I walk back there. When I walk back there, there's a truck back there and somebody's sleeping in it, uh, an 18 wheeler. So I was like, damn, man, I can't, I can't get these trailers now because sure enough, I'm going to back my trucks up in here and this guy's going to hear them and he's going to get out of the trailer and he's going to shut me down. Uh, he's going to run up, shut the gate, call the police, whatever. So I'm like, well, I'm, hopefully they just keep the gate like that bungee cord all the time. And that's what I was my hopes. And then, you know, he looked like he was waiting for a load to go out or whatever. I'm not sure. So we left. Um, I come back the next night around 10 o'clock and the gate is locked. Now it's, now it's completely locked. It's got a, it's got one of those combination locks on it. We got to put a four digit code in there. So I'm looking, I look up on the wall. There's cameras on the wall. So, you know, I can't pick the locks, cut the locks, obviously. I can't do any of that crap, you know, which I wouldn't do anyways, right, Jeff? But, um. Right, right. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, that's. <laughs> that'd be against not, the law. Yeah, and we. Yeah, that's, that's illegal. And we don't do that, right? Wink, right. wink, wink. wink. 
But, uh, yeah, yeah. So. But it's only illegal if you get caught. That's right. And then he had camera, <laughs> he had cameras, so I knew I was going to be done if I did anything wrong, right? So, um, the next day, no, that was on a Friday. Yeah, that was on a Friday. So I went down. TJ Bell got me, uh, got me tickets, uh, pit passes to go down there for the cup race and the Xfinity race in Charlotte. So, uh, Tina, my wife and I, we went down there and at the end of the day, I said, look, we're only about 10 miles from this account. Let's go check it out. You know, I wanted to see if the gate was open then. So I got over there, Tina and I did, and the gates locked again. And I see a guy walking in, in the back, like, and I'm thinking, my, does this guy like live here or something? Or maybe he's like a caretaker, you know, keeper or what? I, I didn't know. So I, I, I finally come to the conclusion. I said, you know what? They're never going to have this gate open. I'm just going to go up there. I'm going to wail on my horn. I'm going to make the guy come up there and I'm just going to tell him I'm from the bank and I've got to pick up those trailers. So I pull up to the front of the gate and I start wailing on the horn just blah blah and my wife's Yukon and I'm just wailing on the horn well I don't see the guy coming up all of a sudden Tina says hey here he comes and I look over and he had gone into the building from the back and he was came out out front where I was at and so I'm like up oh, here we go I'm gonna hit this guy straight up so I get out of the truck and I say hey are you the owner and he says uh Whoa, and he was Russian, and he sp- spoke no English whatsoever, right? The whole crew there are Russian people. Um, mm-hmm. The guy's name is Makola something or rather. I don't remember. But uh, anyways, I couldn't pronounce it anyways. Um, so he uh, he looked at me, and I'm like, well, I need those trailers. And I pointed back. I said, I need those trailers. So he says, oh, uh, the gate the gate and he walks over Jeff and he opens the gate for me and he apparently thought I was a driver because he had like 15 trucks back there he I guess he thought I was a driver for for that that company and I forgot the gate code or couldn't get in so he opens the gate for me so, so when he does I look down at the code right and the code was 1277 that was the code right so i go oh thank you thank you so i open the gate and i and i'm looking at my wife like i'm i'm not believing this this is this is unheard of and um so i walk i drive back around in there just and like i'm doing something i get out for a second and walk over next to a truck and then i come back in my truck and in the in the tahoe or uh, my wife's right and i leave and I shut the gate behind me, and I lock it again. And now I'm thinking to myself, dude, I, I, I'm, I'm golden now. I got the guy, I got the gate code. The guy gave it to me. So we came back the next night uh, with trucks, um, and, or it might have even been that night. I don't remember. Uh, but anyways, we came back, and uh, man, I walked up, opened up the gate, went in there, got my trailers, and uh, I, matter of fact, I videotaped it too when I did it. I did a Facebook Live. Um, and uh, I left, <clears throat> and uh, so I get the trailers, and then about two days later, we start hearing from the debtor. He wants his, and one of the trailers, one of the trailers was empty, and the other had a had a Walmart load on it. it was going to Walmart, 
So I'm like, oh, dude, this is this is this is this is my leverage right here, bro. This is it. So I tell him, you know, we end up, you know, he wants his load back, and I said, well, look, I got to have the other trailers, you know. Well, I'll I'll get them back to you. See, his lease got terminated by the finance company, and they sent him a letter that said your lease your lease has been terminated, obviously for non-payment. Return the trailers immediately. Now, immediately immediately means you call your drivers wherever they're at, you know, where if they're in Wisconsin, wherever, deliver your load, get your load back. We got to turn the trailers in. Well, a month went by, and he had not turned in the first trailer. So that's why they sent it out for recovery. But anyways, so I, I tell them that I got to have them other five trailers, and this was on a Monday. Cause I got them on Monday night. That's right. So I told him that his deadline was Wednesday night. I told us you get to Wednesday, the end of the day, to get all the trailers back here. Well, on Tuesday, we find out, and it was just weird, the company I did the repo, the repo for <clears throat> found out that he was a personal guarantor on another account that had another five or six trailers on that account. And one of them was a, big, was a Great Dane trailer that was sitting right back there in his lot. I verified the VIN number on it. So then it turned to that. And it, but it was blocked in. I couldn't get it. it. Had trucks around it and stuff. So then it, it turned into well, we can. I'll give you back your Walmart load, but I gotta have, you know, the other remaining four trailers, and you have to unblock that trailer because that one's out for repo too. Oh, I don't. I don't know anything about the other guy was telling me. I don't know anything about that trailer. And I said, really? Because you're a personal guarantor. Oh, I didn't sign anything. I didn't sign anything. So the bank got in touch with him and showed him his side-by-side comparison uh, on his signature from one account to the other. Uh, then he remembered, you know, signing it. But uh, so I told him that I had to have that trailer. Well, sure enough, on Wednesday, he turned in all the regular, the first trailers, but he never unblocked that second trailer or the trailer, or I'm sorry, that the one that both on his lot. So we ended up, uh, he called me, dude, he threatened me. Threatened me that he knows where I live. He knows that I have kids that go to school. He knows that I have family in Florida. And, um, dude, he got to the point where me and him had a, the, you know, the, the, the talk with God. And I put the fear of God <laughs> in him. Jesus, hey, that's right, buddy. I told him straight up. I said, mother, you, I, I can't even pronounce to say the language that I said, but he knows that I will shoot him dead as a doornail if he steps anywhere near my children or my home or my family. And I told, and I even talked to his, his lawyer was involved and he found out about it, you know, and then he calls, then he calls the bank and he says that I destroyed his gate coming into his facility, that I destroyed it. And I, I told the bank exactly. I had the gate code, you know, so, um, the the bank gets on the phone with him. And they, we get on a three-way, and I, so I'm talking to him, and I said, so his name is Macola. <laughs> I said, Macola, so I destroyed your gate. Yes, you destroy my gate. Knock it down. I said, really? I said, you have cameras there, right? Yeah, yeah, I have cameras on my, my building. I said, so you you saw me destroy your gate yes yes i have the i have it on video yes i do and i said well i have it on video too i said because by law which is bullshit 
By law, anytime I enter a facility like that, I have to video record it, which I did, you know. And I said, and I walked up to your gate, I grabbed your lock, I put in the code 1277. I opened the gate and walked in, and dude, nothing from him. Just dead silence, dead silence. You know, at that time he knew, and then, and I said, and if you want to blame somebody, you need to start blaming your employees for giving me the gate code. <laughs> oh, dude, he was—he had none to stand on then, not a damn thing. But you know, he was uh-huh. just, he was just trying to you know make shit up and you know make Walmart make my, my you know the, my client think that I was at fault. So you know, oh, we better return that Walmart load or he's going to sue us or whatever. So I ended up getting with the shipper. Uh, which was, you know, I told you who it was. I don't want to say their name, but it's a very huge, huge company through the whole country that, you know, they probably have, shoot, 10,000 trucks, you know. But um, I called them. I said, look, I'm in possession of your load. It's sitting in my yard. It's been here since the 11th. Uh, and they're like, uh, what? The, Wait a minute. Uh, we were told that that tra- that trailer was in an accident. He had called the, the his client and said, "Yeah, uh, the trailer was in an accident. The, the 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 axle was busted. It's in the shop. So I'll try to get it fixed in the next couple of days and get it delivered to Walmart." So he told him that lie, and I said, "No, that shit. It, it ain't broke. It got repossessed, you know." So of course, you know that was his. That, there goes his future with that company, you know. But uh, they get better and better, man, every day. Better and better all the time. It is, you know. It's funny how uh, how these these people think they can get away with shit. All the time, man. It doesn't pan out. Yep. It doesn't pan out. So so tell me your uh, (laughs) tell me your Perry your Perry Florida uh, story happened last week. Oh my God, that was uh, that was. (laughs) Another one of my brilliant ideas. <laughs> so I had to go. <laughs> so I had to go to. Uh, I had to go to kind of north. It's not north. Be like north central Florida kind of thing. Right. So it's a little punk town, you know. And they had. Um, I had one of those. Uh, it's, it's called an RT crane. It's a rough terrain crane. Right. Particular one was a link belt, and it's yeah. Like you probably seen them going down the road. They they got like six or eight axles. Oh yeah, like they like two miles an hour. Yeah, and like the front two axles, they both steer. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah. so I had this, I had this link belt crane that we had to go, that we had to get. The guy was pretty far behind. I mean, he was probably like maybe sixty thousand dollars delinquent on it. Right, dropping the bucket. Yeah, so typically on those ones, you know, I'll just you know either go confront them pretty quick and just see where they're at, see if they're wanting to pay or whatever the case is. But when I showed up to the yard, the crane was sitting in the yard, and I'm like, well, you know, shit, let's just go ahead and take it. So I walk back in his yard. I park my I park my truck across the street and I walk across and I walk into the guy's yard and you know, these typical cranes, you know, they keys are always in um oh, yeah. you know, it's not like a big deal. So where's the VIN number on those things? So, uh, they're in the door. 
on the door. They're okay. um, they're yeah, they're kind of in the door, not the door jam, but like when you open the door, there's kind of inside. There's a little plate right there. Right. Okay. Go ahead. So um, <laughs> so the the problem with these cranes is they're like where the cab area is. They're it's super small. I mean, it's yeah, freaking tiny. Oh yeah, they've, I'm I'm I've driven a couple. Yeah, so my big ass, you know, I gotta, I'm trying to <laughs> climb up in this thing and I get inside it and the seat doesn't, the seat kind of like barely kind of goes back and I'm all up against the wall and my knees are in my freaking chest and you can barely turn the steering wheel because oh, my damn stump jammed up against the stomach wheel. I'm like, fuck, this thing's gonna be tough. <laughs> so, so the thing starts right up and I'm like, trying to you know it's hard to when you get into a piece of equipment that you've never driven or you haven't driven in a long time and trying to figure out how to make the thing go is yeah. kind of a chore you sure know? yeah it takes a couple minutes so i'm just yeah so like i'm pushing buttons and pushing <laughs> shit to try to break you know it's an air brake so you hit the air release and that works but it still won't go and drive and, right. and it's dramatic you know, so yeah. But anyway, long story short, I finally uh, I finally get the thing to roll forward, and I start driving this thing out of this guy's yard. And before I get to the gate, this this worker guy comes out of the warehouse, and he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Hey, I got to take this thing in for service." On you know, <laughs> take it in for service. You know, I told him what, what the customer's name was. I'm like, yeah. he knows about it. He's like, "You can't leave with that crane," and I'm like. Well, yeah, I, I got to go right now. I'm I'm late. And he's like, no, you can't leave because they just paved the road. And they, they had, there was, you know, they still had cones out and stuff where they were paving uh-huh. and stuff. Right. And I'm like, I got to go, you know, whatever. It's not a big deal. You know, tell, tell the owner I came by and picked it up. Right. And I just started driving off, you know, left the guy sitting right there. Uh-huh. So as I get out to the intersection to pull onto the main road, you know, I'm making sure no cars are coming. I ease out and I start making this turn and this thing, of course, it doesn't turn very well. But right. as I make the turn, I kind of slowly ease out and go out and get on the road and I'm going down the road. And it's about maybe like five, ten miles to the dealership where I had to go take this thing. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get the thing to go. I mean, it was like mm-hmm. I was doing like... 10 miles an hour down the road, you know, trying to get this thing to go. And it right. just didn't seem like I wanted to go. So I nursed this thing, you know, 10 blocks, and then all of a sudden, boom, it freaking takes off, you like, know. Turbo. And, uh, yeah, so it was like, oh, shit, whatever whatever I did worked. So I got this thing to go and right. get it down to the dealership and check it into the dealership and call an Uber, and Uber comes to pick me up and take me back to my car. Right. And as I, as we, we came a different way when we got back to my car. So when I got to the car, I had to go back over to the lot because there were some attachments that I needed to get for it that, um, you know, it's probably like $30,000 worth of attachments. Oh, damn. And um, so I was just going to go hit this worker guy up or go talk to the owner and find out where the attachments are. Well, when I got there and I got my truck and I'm like sitting across the street, there's a bunch of cops and they're all kind of standing out by the main road area. And I'm like, fuck, I don't want to go over there because I don't want to deal with the cops. 
deal with all the stuff that's going on. Right. So I'm like watching them just to kind of see what's going on. And I'm like looking and I'm looking and I kind of see where the, and they're like pointing at the road and I'm like, what the hell? And so I'm like <laughs> kind of looking. So I, I pull out and I turn left and I drive by where kind of where they're at. Uh-huh. And when I pulled out with that crane and I took that right turn and I started going, uh-huh. I, I dug up the entire freaking road where they all freshly paved and shit. <laughs> I'm not lying, man. It's like one of your off camera berms where like you just turn and it's just like a perfect freaking berm that, that I totally peeled up the, the asshole. <laughs> And the reason why, apparently, the reason why I wouldn't go, like, the first little bit was because as I was driving down the road, the yeah. thing was sinking into the freaking into oh, the asphalt. Oh, God. And so there was probably, like, a three-inch deep tread link where, right. I, you know, the tracks where I was going, and it's, like, three inches down. Holy shit, dude. It was, like, for a good two blocks. Like oh, that. man. How, how old was and the asphalt? Well, the asphalt, I like, I didn't see the asphalt trucks and stuff, so they had to have poured it maybe like that morning, and then they had already kind of pulled off and put the stuff off to the side of the road, but all the cones were still. Oh, dude. And so, you know, I, you know, I didn't think it would do that, but, you know, I underestimated how heavy this freaking thing was. Oh, dude, well, oh. It's got to so, be. It's, holy crap, dude. Yeah. So, like, I did it. You know, I was like, oh, shit, I ain't going to go over there. That's I saw right. this is going on. I'm like, fuck that. I'm well, out, you know. So well, I, you just got I went back to the dealership. Yeah. What did you tell I them? I went back to the dealership, and I told them, I'm like, hey, we're going to have to sue them for the attachments. You know, we can't. You know, they're not willing to give them up. So, you, peace out, guys. I'm out. <laughs> holy, dude, that is hilarious. That means so I'm, I'm so they're gonna have yeah, they're gonna say something. Gonna, well, you're yeah, and, and, my, and you're and you're def- yeah. In your defense, you just got to say you know I, I didn't know that, that the asphalt had just been poured. You know, no one, yeah, that's exactly. and and then if, but then when they say, but the guy told you, ah, no guy never told me shit. I, yeah, I'll be like, what guy? I don't. Know. I was a guy. I pulled out of that when I got that thing started. I was snatching gears going out the gate. Oh man, uh, that, that is hilarious. I mean, they're totally gonna have to. They're gonna to have to regrind that whole section and repour, and it's that's I mean, it's and that's pretty cheap, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, Jeff's adding to our twenty trillion dollar national debt. <laughs> yeah, 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 I am, I am. I'm, <laughs> yeah. oh, just, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that the uh, the city is is gonna be calling me one of these. Oh these man, apps. well. Eh, just whatever, you know. But, you know, what's surprising is that that happened, that happened about, you know, maybe a week and a half ago, and I haven't gotten a phone call yet. Yeah, I think you would have probably already heard about it from by now. I would, I would think so. And, you know, the, you know, the debtor, he's got to be calling the bank being like, hey, you know, your guy that came and took my shit tore right. up the whole freaking food out. Yeah. And, 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 cause when they do that, they tell you it's immediately. I mean, I've yeah. I've done I've done not like quite that bad, but I've done shit, and it's like the next that day or the following day, I get a call. Hey, man, this guy said you did this or you did that, you know, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So, 
Well, the only thing, well, what's, what, where I'm paranoid now is because the guy's probably not saying anything yet because they're getting ready to file some major lawsuit against the, you know, my client and uh-huh. me personally. So, right. So, so in this particular case, like no news, like, oh, that's not good news. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, something bad's probably getting ready to happen. Well, and another way you can look at it is, uh, dude, you got to hold harmless. You know, you, I'm sure you signed a hold harmless through, through them. So. Well, yeah, but that doesn't, that doesn't include, you know, personal damage. No, no, no. Problem. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I, I know you got to carry it. Me too. You know, I've got a million dollar general liability and then I got to carry a million dollar, uh, wrongful repossession, uh, you know, insurance for shit like that. But, uh, but like you know, but, but like I said, you you had no way of knowing that that asphalt was just been poured that morning or whatever. I mean, that's oh no, yeah. So it's not like you intentionally, you know, you broke through barriers or some shit like that. You know, <laughs> now that'd be some uh, shit that I would do, but not you. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's the way. Yeah. I, that's the way I look at it, man. When I look at a piece of equipment, I'm like, that bitch has got to go with me. <laughs> Because right. I don't get paid. Hey, you know, it was a good payday because you know I get I got I got paid pretty good for that. For yeah. Train, Heck yeah, man. Yeah, that's just you know what you got to do, man. The life of a repo yeah. guy, huh? I mean, dude, <laughs> get uh, away the pros and the cons, <laughs> dude. I know. Uh, you know what, man? I, I remember. I remember when I worked for you. Um, uh, I did a repo down there in Boca Raton for some tow trucks. I know, I know you, I don't want to say the client's name or, or the, cause I'm, he might, you know, I don't know if he listens, but I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> um, I first had started, that's why, God, this was probably in 2000 or 99, two, any real early 2000, but I was working with, um, uh, Bruce. Uh, you, you know, the guy, you're a senior recovery agent, I guess, for your guys' company, for your, you and your dad's. But anyways, we go down to, uh, repo these tow trucks and we had like three or four flatbeds and then we had a, um, uh, uh, a big, uh, uh, class A wrecker, you know, a big Kenworth, uh, 18 wheeler wrecker. Um, and we got these, you know, we got the little ones. And I remember one night we were looking for this. We kept, and I kept, I would always ride by his office because his driver would keep it out on the road. And, uh, so I'm on my motorcycle one day. I had a GSXR 1000 and I was driving down the road and it was parked right out on the road and it was running. And what had happened was the driver had just pulled up and he was getting stuff out of it because he was getting ready to put it in. He was putting stuff in the office, I believe. So I called, what was her name? Elizabeth. She used to work for you. And I called right. Elizabeth and I said, Elizabeth, can you get me the tag number real quick on that other tow truck we're looking, that flatbed? And because I saw the tow truck and sure enough, that was the one. So I pull my motorcycle across the street and I get off. Now he, the guy knows me. Cause I'd already repoed two of his trucks, but I had my helmet on, you know, and, you know, so I get off my bike and he looks at me and he waves at me and he waves. And right when he waves, he turned around and started to walk back up the driveway. And dude, I took off running, <laughs> running for the tow truck and I jump up into the truck right when I got about 10 foot away. He had saw and he had ran down and I jumped up. And when I got up in the cab, I'm like, I got you, bitch. I got you. <laughs> 
<laughs> gotcha, bitch. So he's like, what are you doing to my truck? So I start taking off my helmet where he can see who the hell I am. And when I took it off, man, he was like, oh, man, he got so mad. He jumps up on the back of the flatbed, and he won't get off. He won't get off the tow truck. So I'm I'm out in the road, so it's mine. I'm in the seat. You know, you know the rules there. It's, it's mine. So he ends up calling the police, telling the police that I'm stealing his tow truck, and he's on the back and won't get off. And I hear him, and I'm... I'm yelling out the window, this is a repossession. This, you know, hoping that the the cops are going to hear me say this that way. So sure enough, dude, they come. They sent like five cops there. They were there in like three minutes, man. And dude, they all slide up, dude, pulling their guns out, and and I'm like, it's a. I'm thinking, I'm yelling, it's a repossession, you know. And I'm yelling, 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 and um, so finally, you know, they get my paperwork and everything and they you know they tell him there's nothing he can do and you know he looks at me and he says i don't know how you can sleep at night so he said i don't know how you can sleep at night and i looked at him and i said i love and i said i said i sleep very well thank you i I said just take a look at one of my paychecks and you'll know exactly how i sleep yeah right (laughs) so then it ended up they had the big wrecker parked behind the building. And um, Jeff knows this story very well because I worked for him. So I decide one night, like 10 o'clock at night, I'm going to go get this wrecker. So I pull up. I look around. I don't see any cameras. And he had an old rickety gate, you know, barely hanging on, you know, blocking everything in. So I take the gate. And I lifted off the hinges, and I opened the gate. I put it back on, on back on the hinge. I go back. Of course, the keys are in the truck. They always leave keys in the big trucks like that. Didn't matter anyway. We just would have picked the ignition. But um, I get it started. I let the air pressure build up, and I wiggle it out, man, because it was tight back there, and there were cars. And so I wiggle it out. I get it out. I get it. I take the gate back off the hinges. I I pull the wrecker forward, I get out of the truck, I walk back, then I realize that I hadn't pulled far enough forward, My the, the back of the truck wasn't completely out of the gate area, so I got back in the truck, I pulled back up another, another five feet, pulled up, I get out, I put it back on the hinges, and I take off with it. And I went and parked it, you know, we parked a lot of that stuff down at the airport, you know, airport parking, that's the best place to keep it because no one can mess with it. So I put it in airport parking. Uh, I called you that early that morning, probably 3 o'clock in the morning, to let you know that I got the truck, and you're like, awesome, good deal, blah, blah, blah. So then I get the call from the police at like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock that morning. Uh, hey, you repoed a truck here last night? And I'm talking to the officer, and I said, yep. And he said, well, tell me how it went. Tell me how you, you know, how this whole repossession went. I said, oh, I pulled up there last night, like 11 o'clock, whatever clock I did. And I said, the gate was open. I walked back there. I got, I got in the truck and I left. And then I said, I shut the gate when I, you know, left. He says, so the gate was open. You drove out and then you shut the gate when you were done. I said, yeah. And he goes, all right, and that's the story you're sticking with. 
I said, yeah, <laughs> that's what he said. He goes, that's the story you're sticking with. I go, yeah, that's that's the truth. He goes, all right, uh, well, let, let me tell you what I think happened here. He says, you pulled up here. You 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 took the gate off the hinges. I says, nope, nope. He says, hold on, let me finish, let me finish. And he says, and he says, and then you went back there. You got the truck. You started to pull out. You took the gate off the. I go, no, I didn't. And he says, hold on. And then you pulled the truck forward, and then you went back to shut the gate. But then you realized that the truck wasn't all the way out of the gate. So you got back in the truck, and then you pull forward, and I, and I go. Okay, what do you want to know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. So I said, all right, yeah, that's what I did. And he's like, I know you did. He says, because across the street was a body shop that had cameras. And you could see it from not even the douche nozzle that I was repoing from didn't have, you know, cameras. It was another company across the street that had a camera that saw the whole thing. And he went across there and got their camera, you know, and let the cops see it, you know. So, and I said, and then you even told me, you like, look, man, they said if, you know, you bring the truck back, they won't press charges, no, and they'll just get their truck back, and that's it. And I was like, well, damn, I didn't want to take it back because I worked hard to get that damn thing, you know. So it, yeah. was, it was either that or face, you know, you know, them pressing charges. So we, I took it back. Um and about two weeks later, um, I saw him on the side of the road on I-95, just north of Glades Road. Um, he was down there hooking up, a, uh, getting ready to hook up a truck. He just pulled up, and I flipped around a U-turn real quick. And while he was back there, if you remember, while he was back there talking to the driver, I pulled up in front. I was with my buddy Steve, and I jumped <laughs> I jumped out and I jumped in the truck and took off. We got the truck anyways. But uh man, good stories like that, man. That's that's some fun ones, man. I just god, people are idiots sometimes, man. It is. It's a fun. I love it. It's, well, I love you know, it's, it's one of those jobs that you either you either love it or you can't handle it. Oh, I know. And, yep. Uh, yep. And most people, most people like are intrigued by it, and they're like, "Oh, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that." Mm-hmm. And then you take them out all with you one time, and then it's like, "I'm never gonna do that again." Yeah, yeah, I, I know. You know, because it's it's you know it's intense. There's there's some there's some pretty intense moments. Yeah. Well, you got to think you're you know you're you're taking stuff from people that that that's their livelihood, you know, but. Right then again, that's your livelihood, you know, and, right. and what's right is right. And what's wrong is wrong, you know, and if, if you want to keep something like that, you, I mean, you got to pay for it, man. That's all there is to it. And if you can't afford it, you just need to give it back to the bank, which, you know, some people think that way. Most people, most people do not, you know, and they want to just, you know, they'll keep it for as long as it, you know, until you come and get it. You know, I've right. got I got one today. I've got to go do on a motorcycle that I've been trying to get for two years, two years. This woman, she just stopped paying for it, and it was uh, for a local, you know, uh, a local bank here that I do, you know, like a second chance finance type deal. And uh, they won't. I mean, she just they couldn't serve her. They couldn't find out where she lived. 
Well, I just we just got a call uh, yesterday telling me a guy says, "Hey, this is where she's working. She's working here. She drives uh, uh, this gray uh, Volkswagen Jetta, and she parks on the side of the building. So here, after we do this podcast, <laughs> I'm going to head up there and I'm going to uh, I'm going to put one of my GPSs on her on her car, and that way tonight when she goes home, I'll know where she lives, and then hopefully." Um, I'll go in the morning and I'll get the GPS off her car, you know, my GPS. Then I'll go back to her house and hopefully her motorcycle's parked there on the side of the house or whatever and I can get it, you know. So, uh, worst case scenario, at least we know now where she works and where she lives and we can get her served, you know. Right. And when people get served, when they're, when they're facing, you know, stuff like that, uh, then sometimes they, you know, and she only owed like $2,100 on the motorcycle. It was like a, it was like on a shadow or something like that, you know. It's not like it's a big Harley or anything like that, and, you know, ten grand, twenty one hundred dollars. All this is over, but you know, hey, it's a it's a payday for me, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, I, so I look at it, but uh, yeah, man, we'll just uh, I've got you know, I know I've got, got so many repos we do and things that happen all the time. But I'll tell you, I'm gonna, I really enjoy doing that Facebook Live, man. Did you see the one where I got that Bobcat? Yes. Yeah, that was pretty I good. think, yeah, 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 yeah. Then you were going to walk back and go over to the deep <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I quickly changed I my mind. That would have been stupid if you did that. Yeah. I start, well, you know, I was doing it at first. I'm like, because I know the guy's going to yell at me and get pissed at me, so maybe it'd be good for Facebook Live, you know. Then I thought about it. I'm like, fuck that. This guy can shoot me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there watching this shit, and I'm like, He's not going to do that. He's, he's not that stupid. There's no way he's going to do that. And then he kept walking. And I'm like, yeah. I'm sitting there at like literally on my phone like, Bobby, turn the fuck around, you dumbass. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I think I took like one or two steps onto his driveway, and I went, nah, I, I can't. This, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm like, what the hell is he doing? I mean, that's just rubbing salt in the wound and trying to get shot there. I know, yeah. Now, that would be that would be uh, Operation Repo and Lizard Lick right there. That would be like stage shit, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because uh, all that shit that you see on there, none of that's true. That's bullshit. That's, you know, if if you see Facebook Live, Bobby is Facebook Live, on, and it says Repo, that shit is real. I don't stage shit, nothing. Nothing at all. And uh, I've got a few on my Facebook page where I had a guy one time, I followed him into a, uh, a rest area. No, not a rest area, like a little little, little truck stop, a little gravel lot that he parked in. And and uh, he, I followed him in there, and he got out of his truck and started walking in. And right when he got to the door, I jumped out of my car, and I ran across the street. And I got into his truck, and um, I, you know, I got it started, and here he comes running back out. So I actually got out of the truck, and I had the repo order in my hand, and I went to show him the repo order, and he slapped it out of my hand, you know, and like I mean, like violently. And when he did, dude, I snatched him up by the collar on his shirt. <laughs> and, like, you know, and I, I don't even remember what I said, dude, but, you know, I remember I had my gun. I remember that. I didn't, you know, obviously didn't need to feel had to pull that out, but, uh, yeah, he he learned real quick that you know uh, he wasn't gonna fuck with me like that, you know, and and then he turned around and he ran back. I could go call the police or whatever. 
So I just got in his truck and took off. And that's on my Facebook page, on my, yeah. on my videos. But, um, oh, my God. So what else has been going on, brother? Nothing. Just, um, just kind of working. I've been doing a lot of, um, it's my time of year for all the pitcher stuff I do. For the little oh, league. yeah, yeah. For That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing. Uh, I've been slammed. We had, you know, we had a bunch of stuff scheduled like two weeks ago, and then we had that hurricane come through, so that kind of screwed all that up. Are, are, yeah, are you guys all back to uh, back to normal with that? Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're golden. Good man, that's good. Definitely good. Uh, yeah, not not a big deal, but it was just um, trying to play catch up from that, so. Like last weekend, they had the force race in Lake City, and they had a really good turnout. And I was kind of bummed I couldn't go. Yeah. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I did see that. That track grooved up really your nice. Boy, your, your boy Chandler Elliott came down and kicked everybody's ass. Did he? Yeah. Nice. Wheeling the Mugen, baby. <clears throat> Cole Wheeling. came down. He he TQ, but he had more engine problems in the main. So. Oh, did he? No shit. And then he went down to uh, Tampa and raced down in Tampa on Sunday and TQ'd and had more engine problems in the main. Wow. <laughs> Who won that, JR? Go Reds. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, that was JR won that. I don't know about them Reds engines, man. I've never been a fan of them. I've never owned one. Yeah. But... I, I've, I've, I own one now. I've been trying to sell it, but it's, I mean, it's, I saw that. I saw I love I, their clutch. Their clutch is like the best thing ever. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But their motors, man, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not a believer. I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know why they slime out so much, especially like in pits is where it seems to be the biggest issue. When they come in. Yeah. That's something else. Um, yeah, I noticed on Facebook you were selling that Reds engine and you were selling uh, an OS, a speed motor. Yeah, I, I sold the OS. That shit was up for like 20 minutes. The, the Which one? My OS. The OS. Was that the one that was in your truck? No, that's the one that I ran them, uh, in my buggy at Wicked Weekend. Okay. Yeah, that motor was good. So I got a brown. Yeah, it's a great motor. I just, I, I'm learning that, um, like, I rotate motors out now every, you know, like every three or four gallons. Uh-huh. So I've got to figure it out where I can sell, you know, I can sell a motor with, you know, three and a half gallons, four gallons, and get, you know, decent money for it. Bucks for it. And right. then, you know, put another 200 with it and get another motor. You there know. you go. So then I can stay on top of my motors instead of... Right. Having the issue of having that shit go bad. Well, I'm running the Ninja motor, and that thing is just flipping just, just God, sick fast, man. That thing is awesome. I mean, it's the same thing as a speed motor. And uh, Yeah, yeah, and, it and, is. It's a good motor. And they're expensive, too. I think my costs on them were like 350 or something like that, 360 But it's, right. uh, but dude, uh, it's worth it. It's very dependable. I've had no problems out of that motor. Only problem I had on it when it actually broke in, when it officially broke in, it it you know it just it got fat on me, and I just had to lean it out a little bit one time, and that was it. And uh, yeah, 
matter of fact, the first time I ran it was last year at the um, at the PMB. Yep. All right. But uh, but anyways, what uh, races we got coming up, man? We got the uh, fall brawl. Well, we got of course next two weeks. We've got the Master Dirt. God, people, you got to get to that race, man. That thing is going to be incredibly great, Dude, man. I can't wait. All the pit spaces are sold out. Already. I saw that. So they got. Yeah, yep. you have to call if if someone's going that doesn't have a pit spot, they got to call Brent and right. He can reserve like trackside spots, but you have to bring your own tables and chairs right. and all that stuff. And then where's he setting us up at? Do you know? Yeah, I've talked to him a couple times. Um, he, uh, I'm, I don't know exactly where the on the layout is that he's setting yeah. us up at, but good he's deal. Taking care of setting up the loop is live pits. So, uh, and then, yeah. um, and then their entries, he said that, uh, it's the most pre, pre entries that he's had at a race. So that's I think, good. I think it's going to be a really good turnout. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait for that. And then after that is the, uh, the fall brawl is the next big race. The fall brawl. Yeah. Yeah. Fall brawl. And then the weekend after fall brawl is, um, Speed RC has a J yep. Concepts International race. Yep, I got to get with them because I'm supposed to build the track for that again. And uh, are you? Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work out if I'm going to be, you know. It, They're going to be all. Yeah, they need it. Well, not like you fucking do anything. You sit in a bobcat. Yeah, but just still, don't you, get a, yeah, you can't control. Yeah, do yeah. All, I just don't know if that early. I don't know if I can bend my knee and sit in there like that. You know, I don't. I'm. I guess I'll just have to talk to my doctor. You know, if he says, yeah, as long as you're in there comfortable, whatever, I'll, I'll, man, I'll take my te- knee to something, you know, make, so I don't move. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. either that or I need to get over there pretty quick, like, you know, and if they want to put a new, you know, do a new layout, I need to get with them and get that straightened out. Uh, cause I know Scott asked me yeah, to I do wanna, it. Yeah, I want to, I want to come to that race. I yeah. just, I don't know if I'm going to. Yeah. I don't know if I can do fall brawl and that one back to back like that, right. especially during Christmas month. Yep, yep. And then uh, early or mid January is uh, SIC. Yeah. And then SIC. Yeah, in Togoville, Alabama. You guys need to get yep. that one, man. We're gonna have uh, it's gonna be heads up racing, gate start, heads up racing. That's gonna be pretty cool, man. I can't wait for that. Bring, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm looking at that. Br- I think it's going to be fun. Bring heads up racing back to the RC industry. Are you, is Dave building a gate or what are you doing? Yeah, we are. We are going to build a gate. It's going to, it's going to be, so basically what we're doing, you know, uh, we're just going to have, you know, individual lanes on the, on the indoor outdoor carpet and then like your, you know, your, um, pit guy will just be like, you know, they'll be like, okay, less than five and then they'll just have to throw the car up in the box. And then once you hear the tone, you just take off, you know. So uh, oh, okay. I think that that's the same way they did it last year at the sit cross. Uh, unless Dave wants to get fancy and put a little lip on it or something, something that falls forward. Well, I don't know. We'll just see how much time we got. But uh, uh, I'm actually going to design the track this week. Um, so I got to – and I think – I was really thinking was cool idea is going to be maybe to put the gate on like – like on the front straightaway, but like right when you come out of the turn, like a long front straightaway, and then put a jump behind the gate, and that way when you come back across, you jump over the gate. You know what I'm saying? 
I was thinking of something. Right. Like, I was thinking something like that, just something different, you know. We're uh, or we're putting the gate like off of the track somehow. But uh, it'll it'll be cool, man. I'm gonna like I said, I'm gonna do that design this week on that on the gate, and uh, be ready to rock and roll in January, man. I can't wait for that. It's a fun race. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's gonna be good. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, good part about that place, man, is we have indoor heat if we need it. So and it keeps that place warm in there. So uh, if it gets cold, up, we just turn on the heat. So, that's right. Uh, that we're back in April, back up at the uh, PMB, man. That's gonna be fun. The second annual. It's gonna be a blast. Can't wait to get back at that track too, man. That was really a fun event. Yeah, because you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta. Do a wedding too. So, oh, that's you know. right. The uh, the Tim Barth Becky Saunders wedding because I am an ordained minister. So thank you very much. <laughs> you can contact me at bmore at fnrrecovery dot com and I can marry you <laughs> <laughs> or perform your wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that time when I told you, uh, yeah, I ended up marrying my cousin. No, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> And you're like, no wonder we're at the Moore family reunion. Everyone looks the same. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's going to be fun. Hey, All got... right, buddy. Well. Go ahead. I'm sorry. How long has this, how long has this thing been going? Oh, we've been yeah. We've been on for an hour and a half or so. So uh, that's good. Um, we'll uh, we'll try to get one more in before the uh, before the Masters of Dirt anyways. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm uh I'm not doing much this week. Kind of I know I ain't doing much this week. Late <laughs> <laughs> up here. Yeah, with, you're you're late up. Yeah, with my broke wheel. <laughs> but um all right, good enough, man. Uh thanks everyone for listening. Um Bobby Moore for Jeff Keaton. Thank you all for listening and see you next time. 